This is it. Last episode of Backlash Podcast for 2021. For some of you, that may be a good thing. There's some people who might be ready to move on to a new year. I know that, you know, for us over here at Team Rhino Outdoors and Muskie Mayhem Tackle, it was a, another successful year. And we owe it all to the listeners, the customers, everybody that supports us. And so for that, we say, you know, thank you. And we hope that all of our listeners have a very happy new year. May your nets be filled often in 2022. I stole that line from Jake Smith from Smitty Bates. He texted me that the other day. I was like, hey, that's a pretty solid line. But uh, so, Jake, I know you listen. Thanks for the line. Uh, what are we going to do today, Brad? We don't have a guest. Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of, I guess, we'll give you a little dose of reality for this podcast. So we're putting out our episodes, you know, like we normally do. They're likely going to be shorter for the next three weeks than what they typically would be. I know um, after we get through this little stretch we're in, you know, things will return to normal. We'll get normal guests and we'll have normal lengths and possibly longer podcasts. Like I said, there's never a shortage of people that want to come talk to us anymore. It's nice. Back in the day, we used to have to beg them. They'd be like, pod what? But uh, that's not so much the case anymore. And uh, the reason we're running behind is because both of us are in... And we'll, we'll call it serious trouble for trying to get get out to the Chicago show. Is that uh, pretty accurate, Brad? Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> it's the crazy time of the year for us. You know, we're we're doing a ton of big major orders that uh, the spring fill that uh, we do with the box stores. And so not only that is on our plate, but we are preparing for a show. And like always, it's always crunch time, I guess. Uh, I don't know. You know, we plan and plan and plan and we start working on this actually in October, November timeframe. And here we are. We're a week and a couple days away from having the travel. Absolutely. It's Monday night and this podcast will come out on Wednesday. You know, we're like Brad said, we're about 10, 10 days away from traveling to see a show at Chicago. So if this is your first opportunity to come to a show, it's the 7th, 8th and 9th of January. And it's at the Kane County Fairgrounds in St. Char- Charles, Illinois. You can come see us at starting at 2 o'clock to 8 o'clock on Friday. The hours on Saturday are 9 to 5. And the hours on Sunday are 9 to 2. It's a brand new facility for people that don't know. The old facility got bulldozed. Um, I'm guessing it was last year. Of course, we weren't there last year because we were, uh, were hanging out at home. And so anyways, that's kind of what, that's that's the story. Like Brad said, typically we start our show prep, I usually start around the 1st of December, and this year we started on the 23rd of December, so we're about three weeks behind, and the reason for that is we're just, we, we were really busy. I mean, December is typically a slower month, but December's, the last couple of Decembers have been really, really great, and so again, I sound like a broken record, but we just want to thank everybody for their support. So um, we're going to try to give you a little bit of information today to potentially help you be a better angler for 2022. We kind of touched on it last week with our uh, our podcast with Kyle about uh, mapping and auto charting. And so I want to talk to Brad about it because he's been one of them that's been telling me for a year or so, hey, you really got to start doing it. It's actually kind of more important than you think. Even if you have a map chip, this is pretty important. So there's that. And then, uh, Brad, uh, rumor has it that you have a 
big announcement to make. I don't know. You can either do it now or you know make the people wait. I guess. It's up to you, Jeff. I, I don't know how big of an announcement it is, but you know we we finally let the cat out of the bag, if you will, last week. I'm trying to remember, was it the twenty third of December? Yeah, I, I I think it was the twenty third that we announced it. But uh, we announced our prototype bait that we've been working on. It's actually been worked on for quite a few years. I think I originally started playing with this probably 10, 15 years ago. It's changed quite a bit since that time frame, but uh, it's called the Grenade. It's a forward-heavy bait that has a tail blade. Well, let's talk about it. What are the specs in this bad boy? <laughs> well, the specs are it's a 5-ounce bait. It's 13 inches long. I know that sounds pretty massive. Um, it seems like today a lot of people are throwing smaller baits, but really it's a it's an easy bait to fish, even though it is 13 inches long. It doesn't pull that hard. You're allowed to be able to, to straight retrieve it, or you can do a pull pause with it. The blades continue to move even on the fall. Um, they kind of are in a helicoptering motion because there's a swivel that comes out on the back end of the bait, and we have two number nine basically our junior blades uh, attached to that swivel, both individually on a split ring. So that allows it to actually spin on its way down or as you're pulling it or retrieving it. Um, it's built on an 062 wire and the, the head on it is a lead head that weighs about two and a half ounces. And as, as I said, the bait is about five ounces total. Um, there's a seven knot hook on the front and a four knot hook on the rear. And the thing has been ultra, ultra productive. I kept this one really tight. I didn't want anybody to see it. A few of our pro staffers out there posted pictures, you know, the, the prototype bait, you know, blah, blah, blah over this past summer. Um, we just released that little video ad, if you will, last week, you can go check it out on our YouTube channel or as well, probably our Instagram and Facebook. So it's out there. I think Muskie Hunter even posted it uh, the other day on their Facebook. So I think uh, people are starting to see what it is. It's been incredible, Jeff, to say the least. And I know I talked to you about it a little bit over the summer, you know, that we were playing with this new bait. and Man, it was just countless multiple fish days. Yeah, we had conversations a little bit about it, but you never really let on as to... What was different about it? All you referred to it as, you know, prototype. We had a conversation about the name because coincidentally there is a topwater bait that's going to be on my website here shortly called the Grenade. So it's uh, not to be confused with that. But unfortunately at that point, Brad, uh, by the time you had told me what the name was and I said, um, there's going to be a topwater by that name, you said, well, it's kind of too late. We have a whole pile of footage and we called it the Grenade in every pile of footage that we had. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, I, the filming that we were doing throughout the whole summer, we were already calling it the grenade. For us to switch the name midstream would have been really tricky. Right. It's understandable. And so for people that want to check out some of this footage, Brad, you know, that's another thing you guys have coming up. And it's another thing that's also been a, you know, a burden on your time is your new TV venture on KOTV. Yeah, that's correct. It'll be Mayhem 10,000 Cast, and um, that will start airing the first Saturday in February on KOTV. Second of all, I did a bunch of pro staff profiles again. They're all in the can, ready to go. Something I probably need to get done before uh, this weekend. <laughs> the first Saturday in January, we will start airing them. 
I believe there's seven. There might be eight. I can't even remember. My head's kind of spinning still, Jeff. So, but anyway, on the pro staff profiles, there was uh, quite a few grenade fish caught there as well. I'm definitely interested in checking out that footage. I'm also interested in checking out the baits. For people that want to get a, you know, get a hold of a grenade, Brad, what's the best way to do that right now? Well, unfortunately, we've had some mold issues. I'm able to make some heads. I'm still waiting on getting more molds made. And once I get the molds made, we'll be able to start pouring more at a time. So we will have them at the Chicago show, um, our booth exclusively. It wasn't really in the plan. I was hoping to get it to the retailers as well. But uh, at this point, they will be available in our booth. I think we posted that we'd have 80, but I believe it's going to be 120, actually. Um, we have six different colors. If you want to see the colors, you can go to muskymantackle.com. They're already listed there. For early ordering, if you wanted to order direct from us right now, we are saying that you will have them by March. Um, and the reason for that is, again, I'm waiting on some more molds. So I guess if I want one, Brad, I'm going to have to come visit your booth in, uh, in Chicago and, and get me one. <laughs> yeah, if you want them in your hands, like right now, that's the best way. We're not going to be doing any custom colors anytime soon with it. We just need to get this thing launched and uh, get it going. And like everything, it's, uh, it's a little bit behind right now just because of the demand of what we're doing with a regular normal business. So this launch has been a little bit bumpy, but uh, I can tell you this, the bait works. The beauty of it is, is, you know, I have two full seasons fishing it. Kept it very, very tight-lipped. We did not share much about it. And uh, the reason I do that is, uh, first of all, I want to prove that the bait is successful and that it actually truly catches fish, because to me, that's the most important. And uh, also the quality side of it. And so... You know, with that all being said, um, that's why I don't let anything leak out anymore. We've been copied before we've even launched some baits. I just decided not to launch them because of it. So I, I chose to keep this in a very small little net community, and um, I think it's paying off. Uh, we, we produce a ton of fish with it. The neat thing about it, too, it was designed for some open water, but not only the open water, you can cast it and retrieve it through weeds pretty weedless actually because of the wedge-shaped head it kind of parts those weeds and those blades will just engage boom boom i mean there's nothing to it they just they keep rolling the whole time so if they kill for any reason because it hits the weed they start right back up instantly and uh, i think that's important and uh you can fish it both in a normal retrieve or as a pull pause type method so check it out it's the new grenade by musky man tackle awesome so I don't have anything else to talk about that way as far as new stuff. I mean, check out our booth in Chicago. There'll be some new colors of a variety of baits. Yeah, hopefully next week we'll have a better idea and a better handle on, you know, what's going to be in our booth for the show. As of right now, it's uh, it's coming together, but it's it's a struggle. I did manage to get the, you know, the racking and stuff put in the booth the other or in the trailer the other day, so at least we're moving forward in that direction. But Brad, let's talk a little bit about auto chart live for hummingbird users because i'm willing to bet that the majority of the anglers out there are not taking advantage of this and i know that you and jeff Vanermortal have both told me recently not recently but in the last year or so that it's def not a game changer but it's definitely helped put a couple extra fish in the boat 
Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. You know, first thing first, what I would, I guess what I would say is, you know, no matter what mapping uh, card that you're using, it, it's, uh, it definitely is a super, super cool tool, but all that mapping is never exactly right. And so, you know, with the bird system, you have auto chart live and simply all it is, is you buy a card, the auto chart live card, and you put it in your unit and then you have to remember to turn it on. So it's pretty simple. It's a couple little keystrokes, boom, boom, it's turned on. I would recommend not having it turned on unless you're going say four to five miles an hour or slower for the accuracy side of it. But, uh, so if I pick up from one spot and I'm going to go to across the lake, I just turn it off quickly, boom, fly across the lake, remember to turn it back on, and you're mapping the whole time that you're fishing. What it empowers you to do is basically any idiosyncrasies, mistakes on the map card that you already currently are using, it instantly changes it for you. And the more you fish and the more time you put on the water, cruising around, doing whatever you're doing, guess what? You're going to have accurate mapping of that lake. All right, Brad. So let's talk about, okay, so you got the chip. Any, so you said you got to get that chip from Hummingbird. Is that, that's correct? That is correct. Yeah. All right. And then how, how many lakes can you put on that chip? Well, they say that you'll never, ever run out of space on that card. I've seen one guy actually from England who had a card that was totally full. I'm not exactly sure why or how he did that, but supposedly he used up all the memory on that. What I've chosen to do is I have two cards, one for in-state, like in the state of Minnesota, and then I'm using the second card if I'm out of state. So if I head over to Wisconsin or I go to Lake of the Woods or I go wherever I want to go, I use a second card for that. And the only reason I'm doing that is my own security, I guess, more so than anything, Jeff. But it's supposed to be unlimited space. I know in fishing with JVR, the way he operated it was like if he, you know, he's, he'll give his clients a break during the middle of the day, you know, to eat or do whatever. And he'll literally just flip over and just start driving around. He's like, well, might as well make use of the time. So it's just one of those things. Obviously, if you're trolling, you know, it's, you'll be going in that optimal range there, Brad. So that's great. But, you know, if you're just taking a break throughout the course of a day, you know, you need a 15 minute break or whatever, just cruise around and, and do a little charting. You'll never know what you're going to find. Yeah, it's absolutely remarkable. I mean, even like in my open water stuff, the neat thing about it is you'll find a hump that isn't on your map card, you know? So those humps become useful for casting later or even the trolling game. So it's definitely worth your time to start practicing with it and using it. Um, it definitely is going to show you things that you never knew existed in your body of water. And a few bodies of water, they don't even have a map card per se. So definitely something to consider if you're fishing on a body of water that uh, the mapping isn't done really well. It, uh, it'll lay it all out there right for you real quick and easy. A little funny story, Jeff. You know, the last day that I was on Miltona, I think it was December 1st was our last day of fishing here. The last, I don't know, two hours, I went, all right, let's reel them in. I need to go do some mapping so that I could use it for ice fishing this winter. <laughs> and um, I just went over there where I had some, like, gaps where I had already been fishing. So, I mean, it's, it's on there. But I just filled in all those gaps so that I could find every little inside turn, every little hump, and uh, basically 
mapping that all out so that when I go ice fishing this winter, I've got it in my pocket. Brad, you really think you're going to have time to ice fish this winter? Well, Jeff, <laughs> I did last winter a little bit. The way things are going right now, probably not. I should have been out there already. And now today, I woke up to at least a foot of snow. Uh, spent half my day in a skid loader pushing snow around here. It was extreme, put it that way, with 40-mile-an-hour winds today. It wasn't very pleasant. But uh, I did that, and uh, I don't know. It's going to kind of hurt our ice situation, I think, a little bit. We were starting to get good ice, but uh, I don't know what this is going to mean. I'm guessing that ice is weighted down pretty good with this snow. Well, plus I hear that you're not even coming back home from Chicago. You're going south yet from there, so that's not going to help your, your ice fishing, you know, your time available to ice fish. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, we also bought a wheelhouse. Well, I bought a frame last year and we've been working on it. And so I don't know that's taking up a stall in the garage. I'm hoping to get it out, but, uh, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, Jeff. You're right. We're going to head down and do some fishing with Chase Gibson. Looking forward to doing that. We're going to start filming for next year right away. Um, first week of, of January. It'll definitely be cool to get down there and chase some muskies during a time where obviously you can't do it in Minnesota. And by that time, you can't do it in Wisconsin. Technically, if you found open water in Wisconsin, you could still be chasing them for another couple of days. So it'd be, it'll be awesome. It's always been one of those things, Brad. I've always wanted to travel south during, you know, January to go muskie fishing, but we're always too busy, you know, getting ready for these shows. It just doesn't work out. Yeah, I hear you, Jeff. You know, and this is a long trip. I, I've done the South stuff before. You know, I've spent some time down on Cave Run. But uh, I've never been this far east fishing muskies, so that should be interesting in itself. The other part is, is that uh, it's a horrible time for me to be gone, but uh, I'm going to make the commitment, and I'm going to shoot down there. I mean, I'm halfway there after Chicago, so might as well make it work. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well... I want to apologize for this episode. This is more like a Team Rhino Outdoors musky fishing podcast episode. A shameless plug. Anyways, um, our episodes on there are about 20 minutes long. And well, by the time we get done with this one, it's going to be about that. Unfortunately, you know, it's just one of those times. We uh, This isn't something that we want to have happen on a regular basis, but we're kind of pinched. And it's, you know, like I said, it's all good problems. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes this content is a little tougher to to fit in the longer we make the episode obviously takes up time and the longer it goes the longer i need to spend editing it and i don't have time for that either so brad and i you know team rhino outdoors musky mayhem tackle carry as well we just want to thank everybody for the support of the podcast for this year again we want to thank everybody for the support of our two businesses and we hope that everybody has a happy new year i know that you know 2021 again presented many challenges and I hope I can stop saying this at some point. I would like it if things weren't so difficult sometimes, but um, I guess onward and hopefully um, everybody has a you know a, a safe uh, time out if you're getting out this year to celebrate. That's at least something that's still going on, and uh, you know we hope hope to see many of you guys at shows, many of you anglers at shows, and we'll have another episode next week. I gotta try to pull something together so it's a little longer than 21 minutes and. We can give you a little bit more value than maybe what we did this time. Yeah. You know, the neat thing about uh, all of it, Jeff, is that I think most people are busy at this time of the year. And uh, 
obviously with Christmas and then the New Year's and uh, preparing for shows and everything else that's going on in our world. It's part of the deal. I personally want to thank everybody for listening, also supporting Muffy Man Tackle, and I hope to see them in Chicago and Milwaukee and hopefully in the Twin Cities for uh, all three of those Muffy shows. I know you do a couple more, Jeff, but, you know, it's been a couple of years. It's, it's kind of weird. You know, the relationships that uh, we build at shows, haven't seen some of you people for a while. So looking forward to that. Excited for the new year. I guess I'll, I'll go by saying this, Brad. I was doing a really, really good job when we were at shows regularly of knowing people's names and faces. And since it's been, I mean, literally it's almost been two years since we've been to a show. It's going to be a little bit more challenging. So if I look at you and I know the name or know the face, but I don't know the name, Maybe if you come up and uh, introduce yourself and, and say who you are again so I could start working on that. Hopefully it's a regular thing for us to be back at shows. And uh, that was just one thing that, you know, I know I, I was getting good at. You know, I could be like, hey, you're so-and-so, aren't you? Or you're so-and-so, but I don't know if I'll be able to do that again. It's It's been a while. I'm getting old. <laughs> I understand, Jeff, that's for sure. I've, I've always struggled with that. You know, you, you see somebody for five minutes, you see them for 20 minutes, whatever, at a show once a year. And the names, they're on the tip of your tongue, but you just can't quite get there. I do recognize the face, that's for sure. So looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, we want to encourage our listeners to come out and talk to us and, you know, tell tell us, you know, that you listen to the podcast. Just, uh, you know, come into the booth, check stuff out. I mean, that's why we come to these things, just to uh, interact with, you know, the, the majority of the anglers. This is, for me, with an online business, this is my one, you know, or my, my multiple chances throughout the course of winter to have face-to-face interactions with customers. And, you know, don't be shy. Just, you know, come on up, introduce who you are, and, you know, let's talk fishing. So with that being said, Brad, I don't have anything else to add to this episode. I got to get rolling because, well, I got stuff to do. If if I keep jawjacking about Chicago, I won't even be in Chicago. And with that, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Thanks again for listening to Backlash Podcast. And we'll see you again with a new episode next week. 